Hey everyone, before we kick this episode off, I urge everyone listening to like and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you may get your podcast from. So if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating, or also subscribe to us on Spotify. And I urge all of our listeners to head to our website, and you can get more than just our podcast from there. We have news stories all the time there, we have feature articles there, so head to tnpmedia.au, that's tnpmedia.au. Alright, without further ado, we'll get stuck into the podcast. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Talking Power Podcast, episode 172, and this is our Bathurst 1000 special, the 2023 running of the great race. Welcome, guys. I'm joined. I'm Nick DeCember. I'm joined by co-host over here, Todd Brinkworth, co-host over there, Johnny Alady, and co-host over there, Simon Godley Travellini. How are we all? Good. Yeah, good. Living the dream, Nick. Happy, <laughs> man. Very happy. Living the dream, he says. What have you guys been up to, anyway? Before we kick off with the... Getting in, getting our teeth stuck into the great race. What have you guys been up to? Anyone? Whenever I ask that question, everyone's <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I, I um, I saw your, I saw a question on the notes. Uh, I went to the uh, festival of speed, or they called it, at Wanneroo. Oh, did you go? Yeah, I went. You went. All right. I went and cut laps as well. Do we want to talk about that laps? now or later? How, how did you find out about it? Was it was it smoke signals? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know what? Yeah. That was my question. Um, <laughs> close. I had a friend of a friend going, are you going on Sunday? Well, Saturday. And I went, what? And he'd entered like there was the speed event series style thing in the afternoon there. And there was the parade laps you could do, which was just, you know, no helmet, the whole lot. I only entered a week before, but it was very, very, very poorly advertised. Um, was even, it advertised at all? <laughs> there was a Facebook page yeah, that I had media. that I had liked and shown interest in, but it just disappeared out of my feed. I know that sounds funny, but even it disappeared out of my events. Like you know, you have your calendar of events, and it didn't appear again until about a week before. My kids were all over it. My kids knew all about it, and yeah. I, it, it appeared nowhere on my feed whatsoever. Mm. Zero. So um, I only found it, found out about it because the boys were racing go karts. And they were told to expect high traffic. And I said, well, what's going on down there? And he goes, oh, they reckon they're expecting 10,000 at Barbagello. I said, for what? <laughs> Did they get the numbers, Todd? Well, I was about to say, I would add to that. The only people there were people entered or showing cars off, plus probably 100 spectators. And what day was it on? The Saturday grand, morning. Grand last, final. Last Saturday. Well, yeah. So the same day as the AFL grand final. Yeah, because I was watching the grand final on my phone, mm. partly. Well, I mean, it should have worked. There wasn't any WA teams in the grand final. So, so to anyone <laughs> listening from Classic Cars, which I believe we actually might have a friend of a friend listens, you need to advertise a bit better, guys. Did mm. they organise it? I don't know, unfortunately. It was in conjunction with Classic Cars and Coffee and conjunction with people from Wanneroo Sporting Car Club and people at Carco Raceway. You, you could have done a brilliant ad... No teams in the grand final. Come to Barbagallos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was there was his not, team was in the grand. Yeah, I know yeah. they won. They won. 
Who's team? But it's all right. What team? Bathurst made up for it, so yeah. it's, it's even sailing. Yeah, no, yeah, it's evened out, hasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was not a bad day. The um, the parade laps was a bit of interest. I had a few friends that took cars up, and that was a good experience to get on the track. You only did 100, 110 k's an hour top speed, but it got some people interested in going, oh, can I come back for another track day and actually go faster? And that sparked a lot of interest. Like a lot of interest at Warner Sporting Car Club for people wanting to come back and do that. Hmm. But you'd like that event to be a landmark event, like something that, you know, in the future, F1 teams come to or whatever. You know, They had Daniel Carter, didn't they? They had Daniel Carter. Yeah, they, um, it was basically just pushed off a trailer because they didn't have the team there to fire it up. But that's, that's the one that's at the museum. Yeah. Yep. yeah. They had a lot of the um, the Lee collection, so Lawrence's collection. Mm-hmm. He bought something like 17 cars down or something oh. crazy. Um, that made it an interesting day. Like There was a McLaren race car and a McLaren P1 and, and a Ferrari F40, which actually wasn't one of Lawrence's. That was somebody else's. But there was stuff there that you only see in Europe. Probably Joe's, wasn't it? No, I think it was Tim's. Oh, okay. And, um, it's the... It's Tim's. The, Tim Davies. The guy that his old man used to own the corner of Alexander and... No idea. They own... Yeah. Um, it had stickers all over it. T... T something? T... T-O, yeah. Tim yeah. Davies. Tim Davies. Okay. Landscaping, yeah. Well, that was the one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there was actually cool cars and BMW were there with brand new M2s and... Well, there's actually a lot of cool stuff to see that I hadn't seen that I was like, wow, this is in Perth. Is oh. that the guy that drilled through the floor and bolted in some seats from... You know, super cheap or something? In the F40? Yeah. Nah, I don't think that one. No, no, no this F40 was nah. immaculate and original. There is actually yeah. apparently two in Perth or three. Tim, well, there, the must be, there must be four then. There is, I think. Th- I know three, I think. I know two and then there's a third one. Joe's got one. Yeah. Has Lee got one? Nah. Lawrence? No. Not yet. No, nah, okay, yet. so there's three. <laughs> There is mm. a third one. Yeah, so yeah. the other one, he's drilled straight through the floor and, and bought some ch- cheap-ass seat from Super Cheap. Wow, and sass. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Because he, he said, oh, they're just uncomfortable. Yeah, right. As you do. Is that, that yeah. guy that's got the... He's got like a WRX with a sequential in it. He took it to the Motorplex and ran... Yeah, like, I, no, that's the same guy I'm thinking of. And he lives out... Um, lives on the corner of... That you know that big place, the end of Alexander Drive there. His yeah. dad owned all of that and sold it, and you know millions. Yeah, tens and he, of millions. he used to roll down to the, um, the Red Rooster at Warwick in thongs and shorts yeah. in his F40. Yeah, that's him. And I used to buddy trip over backwards, going, "That's an F40," and he took take it to the drive-through. It's good mates with Sean, I think. Oh, that used to be All Star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the same guy then. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we we digress. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's the deal. Just drill straight through the floor. As you do. I wonder if he used panel washers. <laughs> Probably did. But um, no, again, good, good, good turnout. But it, I hate it's like disappointing because they had food stalls. They had they had a lot of people that have put infrastructure in to have the day there. And if it wasn't for people entered like myself or displaying cars, 
there'd be no one up there. Yeah, but when you do that on the AFL Grand Final day, I, I'm not look. I mean, I'm I'm a footy person. I agree. Put my hand up, but oh, so you watch the Grand Final? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I watch every Grand Final, no matter who's playing. But when you you roll the dice, I mean, you, we'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> about competing against AFL. Yeah, let's talk about the Grand Final. <laughs> let's. <go on. laughs> This can be your section. What, do, what yeah. have you been up to, Johnny? Well, I'm still recovering from the grand final, so... Um, Look, just explain to our listeners, you're an avid... Swan District supporter. <laughs> yeah. Magpie supporter. Yeah. Just our time this year, so yeah, been enjoying that for the last week and a bit. 13 years on. Who's yeah. coaching him now? Craig McRae. What Bri- happened to Bri- the... Brisbane the, boy. What He's happened from- to the golden child there? Buckley. Buckley's. No. <laughs> Buckley's. Is he still there as assistant coach no, or something? No, no he's not no, they clean, at all. They cleaned Shed a couple of years ago and it's, it seemed to have uh, Ma- done, them, Ma- done them some good. Maguire's still there? No. no. Maguire's gone. Wow. Clean mm. sheet, mate. I might have to start following him. <laughs> Sounds like a good team. You'd be surprised how many people have followed them probably since their last grand final or even within the last couple of years. There's a lot of mm. people who've jumped on because of the change of... Uh, culture and just to change the way they play as well like you can you can't argue i mean i'm i'm obviously a fan but uh, a lot of commentary from other people that support other teams is that the way they play is, is is a good brand of footy to watch you know regardless of who, who they're playing craig certainly mccray that is has certainly made it more palatable that's for sure well not that i didn't like nathan buckley but Buckley's. there was an air of arrogance that came with him and malthouse and even Tony Shaw as well. Not so much Lee Matthews. I liked Lee nah, Matthews. No, he's a legend. But, yeah, after Lee Matthews, it was Tony Shaw, yeah? Or yep. the wrong way around. Yeah. yeah, Tony Shaw, and then it was Mick Malthouse, mm-hmm. and then we had Nathan Buckley. And I, I that that whole Malthouse thing was ugly, yeah, the way was, they went mm-hmm. down. I reckon that was, cost us a premiership. That cost us 11, I think. Yeah. That, whole, that whole debacle. Mm. But what do you do? Anyway, yeah, Craig is a far more palatable, um, per- likeable person. Anyway, Darcy Moore as well as a captain. See, I was never a big Nick Maxwell fan. I didn't really like him at all. But Darcy Moore is, again, more more palatable, more likeable, more relatable as well, maybe. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. And Simon, what have you been up to? Just work, mate. Work. Just the usual. Yeah. <laughs> Start a drag season, you know. Oh, you've been, you would have been busy then? Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. You know, like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning finishes. Just um, yeah, last minute racing, and you got the bend opening, mm. so everyone's leaving. I think Friday. Yeah, they would be the big leaving, road train yeah. heading over convoy. No, it's good. That's good to hear that you're busy. Hopefully, you get on top of it soon. All right, well, let's get our teeth stuck into the Bathurst One Thousand. Now, what? now I was going to get up and leave, but you locked the gate. <laughs> <laughs> that was intentional. As soon as he said that, I was I had a plan. I'm just going to get up. <laughs> You know, throw the headset. <laughs> but let's talk about some talking points before the race, before before we get the lead up to the race, I'll call it. Interesting to see this week, we heard Erebus made plans that they're heading to the US to do some NASCAR events with Brody. Do you reckon, I'll put in the notes here, do you reckon that's a bit of an up yours to Will Brown? Why would you say that? Oh, because Will Brown's leaving, going to Triple Eight. And you know, yeah, but Bro- Brody's but the Bro- one. Yeah, no, he- no, but it's. It, I don't think Will Brown had any intentions of going. No, over he there. probably didn't. 
but I think this is a sign of what they do for drivers that are dedicated to the team. Yeah, I think the the biggest um, you know finger up to Will Brown is is bloody probably going off ahead here is Ben Gisberg and saying he would have rather stand away in the car on the podium. Mm. Mm. That's probably a bigger. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> that's a probably a bigger one than uh, than than my Erebus have done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that that questions where Richie will end up next. I mean, I, I think he'll be at Triple Eight next year as well as an enduro, but maybe the time is right for Richie to come back into the fold at some team somewhere. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, that's 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 yet to be seen. We heard from Erebus this week. Um, do you think that Erebus play that underdog really well? Because Betty said in a recent interview this week, she goes, we haven't lost the hill out of their billy yet. We're still that team. So hill billy, obviously. Mm. They do perceive themselves as the underdog, but now they're the, really obviously the leading team. Do you reckon they they like to pitch themselves as the underdog? I think any, anyone going up against any one of the big teams is always going to play yeah. that play that uh you know that role you don't see them as as one of the big teams yeah they do i do i do now i I think i mean you know considering her dad is she's not short of a quid yeah Mm. i don't know but you you would still if you had to say who are the financially or or who are the uh, best equipped best equipped it's it's still like it's still going to be like a triple a or a djr isn't it on top of them no i don't i don't think there's anyone on that grid Probably no one on that mountain that's got as much money as her. Yeah, yeah, probably financially <laughs> wise, but but in terms of resources, resources, yeah. you know, um, and everything else. I mean, even in pure history, you know, with with uh, the other teams. I don't I, know. I think yeah, you're right with the history yeah. and and probably uh, you know anything that comes with the age of a team. But sometimes that's bad too. You know, if you've been doing it for a long time, True. you're used to doing it one mm. way. But at the end of the day, the rest of it you can buy. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially now. Mm. Yeah, the we live in that. Yeah. You know, and NASCAR's seeing it now. You, you know, I don't know if you guys follow it at all, but um, the the wins now, you can't. You know, you, it's not just going to be uh, a, a Roush Yates car or a um, Hendrick car, you know they they might win more races during the course of the season, um, but because all the cars are the same now, because they've gone to this next gen, which is very very similar to our V eight supercars, mm. mm-hmm. um, it's really evened it up like ridiculously. Where pretty much anyone on that grid can. Well, it doesn't win. sound like our supercars then. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if Bill France is, you know locked into any particular brand i don't believe so no no i think he he actually is continually the the parody is always being looked at you know what i mean i, I think that's important for nascar yeah. to have that parody mm. and and you know they, well, they're like an open book aren't they really with their parody are they they seem to be i mean you, you certainly would and the other thing is they they haven't got restrictions on the engines it's not like Here's your rules, but you're only allowed to make 350 horsepower. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I've never understood that about the V8 supercar deal. It's It never... It, all it does is make it more complicated and more expensive. It, well, do, it doesn't... Even more so now, I, th- I believe, because... <clears throat> the least pro- there's a there's a program now I don't know for the body, whatever you want to call it but 
So it's every four races, I think, every five races or four races, engine's out, goes back to KRE, and then you'll get another motor. And you don't know which engine you're getting. You'll get whatever you get. And then you've got to keep that... For, I can't remember the number. Four races, five races, something like that. But there's this continual engine change, and that's got to cost money. That that has to be... Yeah, but it's every component on the cars like that. The transmissions have to go back every... And they're fixed ratios for each racetrack. It's kind of... You know, there's not really a lot to work with what mm-hmm. you're left with. And then even things like camber and towing, they've got rules governing... You have to be between this many degrees and yeah, that many right. degrees. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, I don't I don't know. The the only car on the grid that's got anything even remotely close to a production car is the Mustang because it's got a Coyote mm. based engine. You mm. know what I mean? The Camaro, what's the tail lights? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. The headlights. I don't you know? think they're factory, to be honest. I don't well, the whole body's scaled down. Yeah. It's a fiberglass or carbon fiber, mm. whatever body. So, I don't know. I don't. It's not. You know, I had a bunch of old timers at the workshop today, and they're all saying, "Don't watch it anymore." When they, when it's a, a, a you know, a car that you can go and buy, racing another car that you can go and buy, I'll start watching it again. Mm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we'll look. We'll talk about the actual race in a moment. Um, but yeah, we'll let, we're just talking about some of the talking points in the lead up to the race. Um, this I already I just listened to his podcast the other day. Gary Wilkinson has been inducted into the Media Hall of Fame, and that was great news. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, tune into V8 Sleuth and the Gary Wilkinson interviews. There's two of them there. What an have you listened to it? Not yet. Yeah, no. try and listen to that one. It's a really good good listen. Uh, have you had it? No, and I follow the V8 Sleuth. Fair bit lately, but I haven't had the chance. Really great. It's not just about motorsport either, because Gary Wilkinson, as you know, Australian tennis open commentator, uh, Olympics. So some great stories to be had there. So congratulations to him. All right, let's get stuck into it now. Talks of a boycott. Let's let's. How far do you think? Like there was talks of boycott. Hmm. Do you think just, that would have gone yeah, down? I don't there? think. You always know when there's uh, big dollars flying around with sponsorship, there's never going to be a, a really a, a sit-out, is there? No, no. no. Never going to happen. We should probably explain why <laughs> there was talk of a boycott. So, in the lead-up to the race, it was led to believe that the four teams would be getting um, a new aero package um, because they believe they didn't have the pace at, at Bathurst. Now, if we go back in the rules, um, if you don't activate a particular trigger, and it's a formula, if you don't activate that particular trigger, then you have to, the teams have to vote on whether that parity change is made. Now, 14 out of the 25 um, teams are Chevrolet teams. So that vote, they didn't win that vote to change, make the parity change. The trigger hadn't been activated, okay? So what's the trigger? The trigger is, so I'll read it out here. The parity trigger is the modified 60 second lap time and the threshold of a tenth of a second for those 60. So it's a percentage, not out of 100, out of 60, right? A parity review is triggered if based on the modified 60 second lap time, one model of car is too slow compared in five consecutive races or five out of eight 
So they had to be slower in a 60-second period by a tenth for five consecutive races or five out of eight. It, it's one-tenth per 60, 60 seconds. seconds. Not one-tenth per... Yeah, it's not one-tenth per lap, not one-tenth per event. One-tenth per, per 60, 60 seconds. seconds. Yeah. So, so one-tenth of a second per minute of race time. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Now, coming into Bathurst, we all know, the Bathurst should always be treated as an anomaly because that track lends itself, even though the lap time may be similar, the Mustangs were always going to be a sitting duck down <laughs> two massive straights, Mountain Straight and probably not Mountain Straight that much, but Conrod Straight. They were always a sitting duck. Funnily enough, as of today, after the race, that trigger has been activated because as a result of Bathurst, that has now been activated. This is why I was going to get up and leave before we started talking about this. But there should have been enough now to know that that was going to happen at Bathurst. So are you suggesting that the Ford teams were somehow disadvantaged? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm telling you they were disadvantaged. It was adamant. Everyone knew they were disadvantaged. Everyone. It was embarrassing. And just for a record, Erebus Erebus, uh, approved... The, oh, were they one of the, Yeah, okay. They said okay to it. Yep, yep. So, so 14 out of the 25 mm-hmm. are Camaro. Correct. And one of those Camaro teams. What, the only one I know of that, because um, I think... Surely uh, all the Ford teams see Yeah, yes. all the Ford teams see <laughs> yeah. But even Stop Stronzo there. Nah. But you need, all, all you need is one not to, not to agree for it not to go ahead. Well, I, I, I don't think you can have a parity decision like that when you've got more of one make than the other. Yeah. If you had, you know, 12 and a half of each, <laughs> which I'm not sure how you'd do that, but you could have one that was half Camaro. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Then, then it would be fair. Yeah. But this formula does not work on a track like... Well, it does work after the fact, but they should have known that that was going to be... Yeah. Everyone we, knew what, we, what's going to happen. You know, Supercars, whoever it is, Motorsport Australia, whatever it is, could have stepped in and said, we, we, we've got to do the right thing. You know, you know, I've, I've spent all of today thinking about this because I knew it was going <laughs> to get brought up, right? And, and I can understand in days gone by where there's been stupid protests and winds reversed and all this crap because, you know, Australians see Holden, even though it's General Motors, they see it as their own car. Mm. But Holden's gone, mm. right? We mm. don't build cars here anymore. This is, a, you know, backing <laughs> Chevrolet like We don't even this, import the car that's racing anymore. This, they don't even make no. the car that's racing yeah. anymore. You know, they, they, they are for this year. Twenty, it's twenty next year. They, they next year, I think it gets canned, doesn't it? The Camaro. Yeah, but you're talking about in the showrooms because there's none in the no, showrooms you can't get now. It here, can't no, buy no. it. Your grey grey imports anyway. No. You can get it here. Hmm. I don't even know that you can. Yeah, I think. Well, you can do anything grey import. Okay. Depends on whether uh, Chevrolet Australia has said, "Oh no, we're bringing those in." E- even if they're not bringing them in, if they've told the government that they are. You can't bring them in. That's there's no way around it. That's okay. just how it is. 
It's, it's you know, I've been down this road because my brother wants to bring in a car that you can buy in Australia, and because you can buy it in Australia, you can't bring it in. Right. It's Don't ask me. It's the, the law. Mm. The law. Anyway, nonetheless, it's frustrating that they still get all that support as if it was an Australian, you know, as the Australian car, as people used to refer to the Holden. Mm. I mean, the car itself, the Holden, if you think about it, over the years... All we got was the rejects from America. The 308 was a, a Pontiac engine that failed so dismally that General Motors' uh, CEO at the time ordered for all of them to be destroyed and they got dumped in the Detroit River. Right? Mm. They were cast in aluminium and they just, they just fell apart. And they sold that engine design to Holden Australia because Holden was paying too much money importing the 350 Chevs or you know, the Chev engine, the Chev V8s. <clears throat> Traumatic. Traumatic transmission was designed to go behind a four-cylinder in Europe. And they were like, yeah, have this one. It'll be fine. It's all good. You know, but we still had that local pride, you know? Yeah, yeah. People looked at Ford as the American car. But the reality is from XT onwards, the Falcon was, you know, we exported them. We sold them to South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was our car. It was, And, you know, you, you get towards right the end of the Falcon, the Barra. I mean, that's... You're not going to find that engine anywhere else, mm. you know? Yep. I mean, it's such a good engine that the Americans import them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just think it's sad that still to this day you can... And you can say it, I'm, a, I'm a whinging Ford fan, but, you know, the Sierras oh. went from an aerodynamic aid to suddenly fuel tampering, you know? <laughs> the other not way good. around. The other way around. It was fuel tampering, and then that was aerodynamic aid. No, nah, they, did, they did a one of those late night, you know, interview things and they were talking about it that they were mixing methanol in the fuel. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, that was on the day. It was fuel tampering. But then when it got to the... When it got to the hearing, it was just aerodynamic aids, fuel yeah. tampering. And the aerodynamic oh. aid was that they, they had trimmed some material off the inside of the fender. Yeah, that's right. Like, what the... And, you know, if they were mixing methanol in the fuel, guess what? You got to use twice as much, so that means you're going to have twice as many fuel stops. You know what I mean? You got to put. It's just, just rubbish, absolute rubbish. And then the with the camshaft thing, too much lift or some. Oh no, we've Scotty McLaughlin. Yeah, no, that was like, like the the smallest of. What was it? Was tapping or something? Lift valve valve lift gate. Valve like (laughs) you know what I mean? All this rubbish, and then you get something like this where. Hey, listen, we got the aerodynamics guys that you use to test this, and, you know, there's definitely a parity issue. That's all right, we'll wait until after that. You're, you're a competitor. You compete. When you compete, you only compete against the best, right? You only you don't want that guy in the other lane, if you're doing drag racing, to, to have a broken rim or whatever it is or a bloody brick tied to his roof. You want to race against him at his full potential. You? So when you win... Depends how much I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I really hate the guy, then yeah, I do. If I like him, I don't mind if but he's you broken. Know, you wanna, <laughs> no big deal. You don't want to beat an invalid. You want to beat someone on, on, you know what I mean, at their full potential. It, 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 it was handled really poorly. It was, the whole yeah, it was, thing has been... It was a joke. And a lot of people listening, a lot of our Holden fans and Chevy fans listening are just saying, this is four guys complaining. They're Ford fans. Sore reasons. Fans, maybe <laughs> one that's impartial that are complaining. Yeah. We're not complaining. Seriously, this was a joke. This was a joke. 
It was so obvious. Anyway, we'll get into that during a little bit later. But it was, to me, it was a very dark day. Well, I, I think it's vindicated that they're allowing it now. Because the, the, there was a shock. The trigger was activated. Like, of course it was going to get... You know it was going to get activated. You know that. There was there was enough evidence Couldn't they activate there. it during practice and use those times there? No, it has to be race race times but they knew that was going to happen i don't understand if you know enough about the sport you know that bathurst is the facts a, were there Nick. is the, a unique the facts were all there it's just because there was a, it's like a technicality that's all it was a bit of paperwork that's all it is well shane howard has a lot to answer for i'm sorry there's there's a lot there's a lot there's a lot of questions here and ford has every right to be upset ford has every right to be upset because, you know, people like Ford and Chevrolet, for that matter, don't come along very often where they're chips in on the sport, you know. But are they? They are. I mean, they're, in, they're financially invested in the sport. They're financially invested. Yes. But they haven't always been. There have been times in our sport where the manufacturers have left and come back, left and come back. Oh, the, the Dick Johnson era, you know, the era that we grew up watching... Ford wasn't that way no. out of there. No, that's yeah. what I mean. It's very important that they're there, but I don't think they've been treated well. And and if it was the other way around, I'd be saying the same thing. It's well, not, the, not, the, not a Ford thing. This is not being handled well. This is terrible. This was an indictment. The race yesterday was the most boring Bathurst in the last 20 years. There's a reason Penske's not involved anymore. Of course. Mm. When, when the wealthiest man in the world, he's not the wealthiest man in the world, but he'd been the top 1,000, maybe, top 2,000, yeah. Roger, be leaves, up yeah, leaves your sport. You should, be, you should be doing everything to have that man involved in your sport. He was going to races. He would come to Barbagello. I know. I know. It's amazing. And, eh? and he just walked away, and it's like mm. nothing ever happened. You got Muppets like Skate from Supercars. What do you expect? <laughs> anyway, I don't need. I'm not. I'm not having a go at Skate. The commentary. I felt the commentary was not too bad this year, but that penalty. Yeah, you could see that they were really. <laughs> Even like, Skate was a bit. Oh, I don't think they've had like well, to call it for what it yeah, is, man. They, they got that wrong, you know. Adrian Burgess. And and no no redress no no that's uh, anyway anyway it was it was really interesting because Garth called it in practice he said that they were sandbagging but he didn't use the word sandbagging but he said a lot of the chefs were running heavy so he called it from the the press conference when he said that just everyone went into silence. I think it was Brody was sitting right next to him and he was like he didn't know what to say and he just looked at him and he goes well I'm just that's my opinion that's what I'm that's what I think <laughs> and it was just this awkward silence so I and you know the race result speaks for itself mm. it's what happened <clears throat> it's exactly what happened well it, took, it was only up to I remember it was like lap 9 or 10 and we just saw him just wave past yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Without a care in the world. But then it became like the commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah the inline speed of the yeah. Mustangs. <laughs> no, but it was like, oh, you know. <laughs> no, the draft. Yeah. Oh, you've got to get under. Yeah, look at him. Get the draft here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see no Mustang draft. No, tomorrow no. down Conrod. No, he goes, and Garth's going Garth's gonna to let him go here because he doesn't want to get involved yeah, in, a crap, tussle, in a tussle right now. So early in the race, he'll just let him on by. He's not letting him on by. There's nothing he can do. His foot's pinned on the floor, yeah. and he's he's in the car going, "Come on, come yeah. on!" They should have had the mm. the TPS telemetry. Yeah. Did you hear Scott Pye and Shane Van Gisbergen during the race? They actually they were taking the piss. That was a joke. They were taking the piss. That was a joke. But it wasn't detected by the commentary. They oh, took it, it was face. detected. They're not going to say anything, Nick. Jesus. They actually had the audacity to say, "Geez." Finding it really hard to keep up with the Mustangs down the straight. <laughs> and I was like, come on. When Scott Pye said it, I said, well, hey, he's in a Team 18 Chev, yeah. probably, you know. But when Van Gisbergen said it, I said, are you Dinkum? Mm. Like, he's the master of piss-taking because mm. that was a, yeah. a, a major lend. A major, major lend. Speaking of major lens, James Courtney and uh, Cam Waters, great video. I love that video. 142,000 views, that yeah. video. It's it was awesome. brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Too fast. Too fast. Too fast. <laughs> Too fast. <laughs> but it was good to see that they, you know, they took it in their stride as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Made a bit of fun out of it. So it was good to see. Well, you know, you, you're going what to... What else going to do? <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. go you go into a, a gunfight with a blunt knife. Yeah. So I know. like how they had machined up all the parts. You yeah. reckon they had the three D printer? I reckon right? they, they were CAD drawn. The whole, you know, solid works. It was a beautiful job, exceptional. I'm sure the whole team, because they would have been devastated to find out. You know, nah, it's not happening. I want to buy the hat. If they make that hat, I'm buying one. Mate, I'm telling you. If they made 100,000 of those, they'd sell them out. Like that. Yeah. Tim Edwards, that can be your parting gift to Tickford. Tim Edwards leaving at the end of the year, which is a big loss for Tickford, actually. Anyway, let's get stuck into the race. The David Reynolds penalty, what do we think of that? I think, um, well, what what do you guys think of that penalty? Well, I mean, you know... it's, it's, that's another obvious one, but I don't think, like he even said at the end, I don't think it makes no, much difference. He probably would have come maybe third. Yeah. yeah. If, you know what I mean? In the scheme of things. Yeah, I think they just wanted to make sure there was no forwards in their top 10. There was <laughs> one slip through there. <laughs> so basically, for people that are listening, so, so um, David Reynolds uh, passed Brock Feeney. Brock Feeney was coming back out on the track under a safety car period, and the control line. Brock Feeney was in front when they got to the control line, but David Reynolds a bit further up mountain straight past him. However, he did redress it. He did give the spot back. But according to Adrian Burgess, that rule is no longer there, so he had to do a pit lane penalty. So that was the end of that. That was the end of their race. That effectively put him out of running in the race. But they were actually quite a strong... They were probably... I think they were the fastest one. Yeah. They were the fastest one. They were the fastest Mustang, definitely. That, that's a good pairing, those two. That's mm. actually quite a strong pairing. It's just sad that David Reynolds is leaving at the end of the year, so um, that pairing, won't, we won't see that again. What do we think of Moffat's crash? I know we spoke about it off-air before we started recording, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a big Alan Moffat fan, but James <laughs> don't cut it for me. When you have 
the best Super 2 driver in your team, Zach Best, I think he should have been paired up. We, let's be honest, the Monster Energy car, Cam Waters' car, is the lead the lead Tickford car, yeah? Do we agree? Yeah. Yeah. Zach Best should have been co-driving that car, in my view. Your best Super 2 driver? Mm. So where was he? He was with Thomas Randall or... I can't remember who he was paired with. Thomas Randall or Declan Fraser, oh, I can't remember. One of the two. So what are they doing next year? They're going two cars. So really two cars, yeah. So, so who's... Uh, at this stage, I'm not sure where Thomas is ending up, I don't recall. And I'm not sure where Declan's mm. off to either. We hope you're liking this podcast. If you are, head to our iTunes or Spotify um, podcast channel and like and subscribe to us there. Also, head to our website, tnpmedia.au. You can get all of our episodes, every single one we've ever recorded, from our website there as well. There's also a heap of YouTube content, so head to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us there. That's Talking Power. Wherever you get us, make sure you like and subscribe us there. Uh, we can really do with the, uh, the subs. Thanks, everyone. Now, back to the second half of the podcast. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Zach Best would have been a better choice for, for Moffat. Not not having to go at Moffat, but that was a bit of a... As he said, he's not the first to make that mistake, and he won't be the last. But the greats don't make a mistake there. No, it was a bit a bit average. Mm. Anyway, Dale Wood, what do we think of that engine blow-up? That's that's That was probably the highlight of the race. I love seeing flames come out of engines underneath the car. Mm-hmm. That was awesome, especially when it's a Chev or an LS. <laughs> That was a monumental let go, that one. That was massive. I think we, well, half of missed it. We were either asleep on the couch or um, outside doing something else. So yeah. I only saw the highlights and just saw... Because when that popped, that really popped, yeah. that thing. And uh, apparently KRE were on, on site to inspect it. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say clean the oil up off the track. It may have kitty litter. That made that was a massive blow up. That's an interesting question I have for you. I mean, meaning to ask you, what? How difficult would it be to fit diapers to these cars? No, no, easy. Yeah, mm. yeah. They're, they're uh, they would be more than likely be running what they uh, call a dailies dry sump setup. So the sump is actually billet, and the pump bolts to the sump. Okay. So there's plenty of room around them. Yeah. They're, they're not a. Uh, they're very low. You know the the motor overall height. It wouldn't have to be a traditional, you know, canvas style diaper. You could make something out of aluminium, so mm. it's all contained. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was a massive let go. That one. And triple eight gear shift mounting, oh. gear shift mounting. That, so that both cars. I mean, it, it cost Brock Feeney a podium, mm. maybe even because he was catching up with Gizzy. Yeah. Maybe even a win. Like that, Brock Feeney's uh, mm. he's got some talent, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was bitterly disappointed. But it looked like the same problem that they had with the Lowndes car, the triple eight car, as yeah. well. So, I don't, did you guys actually see the mounting? Yeah, I yeah, could just see like a brassy, like a looked sort of really, like a web style bracket. Yeah, it looked really yeah. cheap and nasty. It looked like it, it looked like they didn't make it, it looks like it comes from China. Well, that uh, Larko actually did a big cutaway of it at one point, and he had a good chat about it. And even he sort of went, "This is what it is." And yeah, it. I mean, I know that's all about saving weight, but that is a key component that gets shifted what two dozen, three dozen, a lot of times each lap. 
mate, you, I mean, I don't race cars, so I don't know. But when you're in a sequential, I know your car's not sequential, but when you're when you're going through the gears, well, I mean, Denver's is a sequential. Yeah. Naturally, you do wrench on that a little bit harder yeah, than yeah. what you need to, just by virtue of being in a in a race car <clears throat> mm. under pressure, and you can see they're ratcheting on that quite heavily. Yeah, but uh, I heard them say it's air actuated. Is that is that right? Does that sound right? I thought they were supposed to be electronic. Oh, they're normally mechanical, so I don't know what those mm. guys have got, but normally uh, what you're turning is a drum, and then all the selector forks come off the drum, and that drum's got like a ratchet on it, so you can go, you know, like your B&M shifter, yeah. you can make it go that way or that way, and that's what the the rod's doing. It's turning it each time you pull it. Mm. Yeah, it was a motorbike's work. My understanding like was because they were going to go the paddle shift... That the actual shifter itself is, is it works off the same principle as the paddles. Yeah. But it's just a, it's it's obviously just because um, I wanted to see the hand and not uh, I wanted to see the the, the lever instead of the paddles. Yeah. So it, my understanding is it's 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 electronic. Yeah. If they're doing a lot that they'll have a solenoid, they'll have one or two solenoids to actuate it, and then but, and that that lever there is just operating a switch. Then. Yeah. But they're levering on it hard. Mm. You can yeah, see them in the race. That's just you don't need to. Yeah, yeah. That's probably leftovers from when they were mechanical. Mm. Anyway, all I know is that 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 cost him definitely. Uh, Doesn't matter. Yeah, no. Mm. Like, like, Paul, <laughs> I felt sorry for the young young guy, but yeah, I mean his his day will come, as they said. I think his day his day is yet to, is still to be there. I don't like to have a go at people, but did you guys? Did you guys realise what happened to Mark Winterbottom? Well, I didn't see that. No, I really read about that, this after. Yeah, I read about it. I didn't see it either. But I cannot believe in 2023 that can happen. So with three laps to go, his light's on. Low fuel. <laughs> no, but can you believe that, that actually... That. Can you believe <laughs> that actually happens in 2023? Well... No. No, well, what happened? Well, so with three laps to go... Explain to the people what happened. Was Larko doing his strategy? (laughs) So three laps to go, Mark Winterbottom has low fuel warning, and they come in on the last lap to fill up. But the leader goes past and completes the race. Yeah, I don't know why that was called a DNF, because... You can be a lap down and still finish. Yeah, that, that yeah. doesn't make sense either. No, because he was in the pit lane when the the lead car went through. He wasn't able to so exit not the pit classed. lane. He wasn't able to exit the pit lane. The pit lane had closed. Yeah, but you still classified because you've done 164 laps. What's what's the race? 160... 161. So he's done 160 laps. He's still classed, but isn't he? Yeah, but he was classed down in... in um, I don't know. what. So whoever went past him, obviously... So he'd go down that order up until the last uh, car exactly. that was on the yeah, lead lap. because he wasn't able to, to leave. Get back on the yeah, track. Get back on the track. So, so he'd, he'd be, be the, the top, f- of, top of the DNFs. Yeah, he was the top yeah. of the DNFs. But how could you Where allow that? Oh, he was 11th. He was 11th. Well, a Muppet. But how can that happen? I don't, I don't it's understand. Like his, it's the strategy's yeah. fault. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. Tell you the truth, now that I'm hearing about it, I'm like, yeah, that. How does it happen? But 
Also, we've seen fuel drone was on the last lap of Bathurst more than once. The th- it came on with three laps to go. You 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 know whether you're gonna you make you've made they've made the decision. <clears throat> so to was come he in. thinking I'll do, I'll try and stretch it and then, and then cross the line before yeah. the, before. He still got to go around again anyway. Yeah, he, he, he had to, to go he had toilet to, or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, you don't. You don't need to go around again. Remember with the Sierra and the GDR, you don't. You can write your car off yeah, <laughs> and be the winner. And be the winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll go, back, we'll go back one lap. Back one lap. That's yeah. Maybe that's what he was hoping for. So maybe know. he actually finished eleventh. I don't know. No, he well know. he didn't in the end. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know. Well, that's that's that's, that's a lot of money. Because there's big dollars there. It's, it's yeah. a major, big, big major dollars. stuff up. And for them, 11th is a good finish for them, for that team. But Charlie, um, what's his name? Charlie Schwartz? Schwartz? Yeah, Schwarzkopf, whatever. Big mistake. Sorry. Our friend Peter Zuberus, drag race. We call him our friend because he's a drag racer. But he did. <laughs> I mean, they, he would have been. Like, young James Golding made it to the top two in the top ten yeah. shootout. How awesome was that? To oh, see yeah. those guys there. And then drag racing get a bit of a plug as well, so that was re- that was really good to see those guys. They're, they're going really well. Anyway, so the results for those that are listening, still listening to us: Shane Van Gisberg and Richie Stanaway in position one, Brody Kostecki and David Russell position two in the car ninety nine Erebus Coca Cola Camaro, and in number three, the good old Italian boys come through there: Anton Di Pasquale, Tony Di Alberto. Delberto, at number three in the Shell V Power, the first of the Mustangs came home. Chaz Mostert didn't have Lee Holdsworth got swallowed up right at the start of the race, didn't he? He got he got passed by about five cars in two laps there, so um, it wasn't their day. David Reynolds, as we said before, and Garth Tander come in fifth. James Courtney, Zach Best in sixth. Um, Good outing here, really, for Bryce Forward and uh, Dean Fiore uh, in the BJR Middies Camaro. That's good for them. Will Brown and Jack Perkins, pretty uh, solid effort in eight. Uh, the truck assist, Jack LeBrock, keeps on going really well. Jaden Ojeda in the Chev Camaro, the, tra- uh, the Matt Stone Racing Camaro there, number nine. And as I said before, James Golding and Dylan O'Keefe in the Camaro of Peter Zuberus's Nylon Racing, Nylon Racing, sorry, number 10. So congratulations to them. Do you, do you think that if you finished behind a Mustang, you should kind of rethink your career? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few that should be rethinking their career there because there was one, two, three, four Mustangs right in the middle of that sort of a top 10. So... Bryce Forward and Dean Fury. Look, I think they're 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 battlers. Those guys don't mind them. Will Brown should have done better. Don't know why. Um, Jack LeBrock, that Matt Stone Racing Camaro has come a long way this year. So they're they're sort of fighting above their average, I reckon. And James Golden, I think they did well as well. But you're right. I understand what you're saying. You'd what? be embarrassed by they. Probably. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. I mean, what's going to happen now with the new aero package? Well, hopefully they're more even. Hopefully we see some closer racing. And we got, what, two, two more rounds to find out, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, perfect timing. Hmm. 
What, what, what's, the, what's the stats for this season? How many Camaro wins versus how many Ford wins? Uh, well, put it this way: Ford's only won two races. Yeah, I think yeah. two. And wow. one was a one was a, uh, yeah, a penalty. Yeah, you got a penalty. And the second one was because <clears throat> Dick Johnson crashed on one day, so they had an extra set of yeah. tires on the next day. That's all the reason they had a green. They had an extra green, green, that, green set of tires. That's it. The rest of them the one or other. Maybe that's a new strategy. <laughs> Give the must. That's what they'll say at the time. Give the Mustangs an extra set of greens. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Let's talk TV numbers just quickly here, because I'm a big follower of TV numbers. Now those numbers look pretty good, but actually they're pretty crap. <laughs> so um, I want to compare. Look at that Sandown 500 number. Now, if the alarm bell's not ringing there. The Sandown 500, look at that, 150, it wasn't on yeah, free to but air. It, it's not like when we were kids, Nick. It's not like when we were kids. 133,000. That was the total viewing on, for the Sandown 500. I must admit, I watched... You know, we used to watch it because because it wasn't um, licensed, you know, franchised the way it is now. If you wanted to race at Bathurst, you would go to the Sandown first Mm. So a bunch of guys like us could put a car together, drag it over to sun, the sand down, run in that, and then we'd be like, all right, we're ready. We're ready, you know? Mm. Um, and I think that's why we all used to watch it, mm. whereas now it's just another race. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, the top 10 shootout for Bathurst on the Saturday, Channel 7, 435,000. That was number one, number five, sorry, on free-to-air. And in, for Foxtel, 205,000. That was number one for Foxtel. In the Sunday race, they got 602,000 on Channel 7. That was, again, number five for free-to-air. And 291,000 for Foxtel. I can tell you that is down substantially what on last year. What were the four year. in front? Huh? What were the four shows in front of it? Uh, the Voice Grand oh Final. Oh my God! News. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember because all of them. But yeah, it was the news and the Voice. The Voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it rates well. Um, something overseas. Danger overseas. No, what's that one overseas? I don't watch free to wear, no. so you lost me. Dan- or crisis in paradise, or something like that. No. Something about. Bad shit that happens when you go to Bali and that. <laughs> that rates really well. Bad shit. You know, I don't understand. The, the, the supercars are banging on about the best, uh, about their attendance numbers being, I think it's one of the second highest. Third, third highest. Third yes. Yeah, Banged up go. abroad? Banged up abroad. Yes, yeah, something like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. People watch really, that show? Yeah, that, that rates high. Wow. <laughs> I still can't get over the voice. Yeah, yeah, that, that was up there. Wow. Sorry, John, you were saying? No, the, the attendance numbers. Yeah, the attendance numbers were the third highest of all time. So 204,069 people, that was this year, um, for four days. Two, two, 2012 was the, the highest, 207,000, and 2018 was 206,000. So, I had a few friends that went over. Yeah. Um, I want to go next year. I keep saying it, but I do really want to go I, next year. They reckon that um, the crowd was a bit bit loose on the first couple of days, but they reckon it was pretty mild on race day compared to other years they'd been. It was They were gearing up for a, it's a bit, trop, bit troppo. Actually, uh, Dave Smith, if you're listening, 
Day for me. No, no, but he went years ago and he has one of the best Bathurst stories ever, which we should get on air one day from him about how wild the crowd is at Bathurst. Anyway, um, but yes, my mate said, no, it was pretty tame. Like, there was no cars on fire and there was no stabbing, so it was a pretty tame day, really. No stabbings. <laughs> you know? But the weather was good. Yeah. yeah like weather they had was a good, the weather. They had a good, good, yeah. good weather. Compared to Thursday, to Thursday, though. It's too, too old. Yeah, flooded on Thursday. Yeah. The the uh, Stampede of Speed, <coughs> which is on this weekend, I think. Bathurst as well. No, 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 no. In the US, Texas Motorplex. Oh, okay. Stamp- yep. Stampede of Speed. goes yep. for 13 days or something, so it's probably on now. I think it is now. Oh, yes, I've heard. They, they did that last year as well. It's like a full... Um, they do it every year. Yeah, yes. Um, uh, the top fuel guy who had the bad accident in the, the Studzilla. Um, oh, God. Scotty Cannon. No, uh, no, I can't. No, it's a nitro, nitro burning stewed. Palmer. Oh, Scott Scotty Palmer. Palmer. Yeah, yeah, Scotty yeah. Palmer. yeah. Um, it's his like event, yep. you know. And now he's sponsored by the uh, the at the Bull Riders Association. Oh, okay. I think it is. Yeah. Um, which bull riding's huge in the US, mm. massive. Um, so they're incorporating a lot of that cowboy stuff into it. But um, I wouldn't mind getting over for that event mm. just because just it's, you know, so full on. Yeah. And there's another one. That I can't remember which track it is, but they talk about the zoo. One of the NHRA tracks. Yeah, okay. And uh, they reckon that gets pretty wild. Hmm. Well, there's some, big NH- there's some big events coming up next year. As we know, the pro shootout in February. Yeah. Nah. No, you're not. Nah, not into it. <laughs> nah, because, you know, like it's, it's just in- a, it's a typical Wes Buck where we're going to um, take something that's already working good and we're going to make it huge, you know? Like, if they were really serious about that, then what they should be doing is what NASCAR does with their press conferences. And I've given Andrew the same advice. If you want to get this going, you need that post-race conference where you have media people you know, like like invite people like us to ask the questions, you know, because I get a real kick out of listening to that in the NASCAR. It's really, you know, because some of the questions are just stupid and you have a bit of a laugh, mm. but then you get to see that other side of the the driver. And have you, have you guys caught any of that NHRA, um, I forget what it's called, but they'll follow one team or one driver for the whole weekend so they can get the ups and lows. It's on YouTube. You can watch it any time you want. So it's like another version of um, the, the Formula One show. What's oh, it? Drive to Survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's pretty good. Um, you know, they've missed it a couple of times because they, they I can't afford to have a crew with every single driver. Mm. So they've got to take a gamble. But they've got the Pro Stock Bike one when there was the, the controversy over the call-out. Yep. I don't know if you guys followed that but they got the nhra is trying to do some street outlaws type stuff so they have some they have the pet boys races they have the call out races and the um uh, vance and hines team engineered it so the two denso bikes would have to race each other and you know it was a denso sponsored event so it's kind of a bit unfair that one of them got eliminated straight away you know and i uh, you heard about the the uh, Angie Smith accident? No. So um, the last round, uh, she came off the bike in the top end, 
looking at the video that nothing has been officially announced as to what's happened and then the NHRA impounded the bike and kept it for a week or so uh, Matt Smith actually put out on social media you know we need our bike back because they're preparing for the next meeting and he's the only one that can really give Gay Gerrera um, you know like a shot at, at, at uh, uh, you know a lot of people are saying it's over <laughs> you know mm. but um, yeah mathematically he could potentially do it it would be virtually impossible because Gage would have to you know basically not qualify yeah um, but uh, yeah she she came off the bike at 200 mile an hour basically um, it looked in the video like the back wheel locked up uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what exactly happened. She broke both her feet and got um, some really bad gravel rash, as you would imagine you would at, at 200 mile an hour. But she's all right. She's making recovery. And what was, you know, the the upside of that story? <clears throat> Tony Stewart had her flown home in his personal jet, which oh, I wow. thought was, you know, just the the way the drag racing community is, yeah. where they, you know, they sort of help each other out like that. So. Mm. That was pretty cool. He's brought a lot of attention to the sport. Has, they, yeah. they have had virtually sell-out crowds at every racetrack this season. I think there's only been a couple of me, uh, rounds that there wasn't a full sell-out. Mm, so yeah. um, I don't, you know, people are saying it's the Tony Stewart effect, but I think that the fact you got Hendrick buying out KB Racing, so, you know, Greg Anderson's team is now owned by Hendrick, uh, Hendrick Motorsport, you got uh, uh, Tony Stewart yeah. uh, setting up a, a top fuel funny car team. Leah Pruitt, his partner, mm. his, his uh, wife or whatever wife, she is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other one is the Clay Millikens team is owned by Rick, Rick Waters. Yeah. I think yep. it is. Um, so, yeah, we, we're starting to see more NASCAR because it's better value for money. Mm. At the end yeah. of the day, it, it is, even though it costs $5 million a season to run a fuel car any sort of nitro car that's the sort of money you're looking at these days uh it's still better value than nascar because I, I i don't know what nascar costs but i imagine it'll probably be 500 million dollars to <laughs> yeah. you, you know to set up a team and yeah. yeah i think it's a lot better now with this new car new gen car mm. um, and that's the other thing they're not franchises over there we could put together a nascar car you know lease a motor from hendrick and buy a chassis and put it all together and, and front up. If mm. we qualify, we qualify. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I think mm. that that... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that is kind of a little bit what's missing from this. And a lot of motorsports are going in that direction. Formula One's been like that for a long time. Um, mm. But I think that Formula One is so prestigious that you, you probably have to have it that way. Mm. I, I don't know. You can go sports today, racing. Sorry, we can go sports, sports sedan. Today. Yeah, we, yeah, we can <laughs> go, segue, yeah. yeah. Great segue, actually. <laughs> we can go sports sedan racing, and I just did. The, I got this off another website today, but they are the quickest lap times of each category in on the weekend. And look at that in number one. Yeah, sports sedan, and they should be Jordan Absolutely. Caruso, uh, two minute two second fifty one point five four three six seconds. Incredible, quicker than by two seconds. Uh, Brody Kostecki and um, Han Jones in the Porsche. That was that's blistering in the Carrera Cup car. Once again, it should be. <laughs> and Super Two as well. Zach Best. Well, it's hard to compare there because that's a different that's a different car. So 
it's not a it's your old supercar so it's not that doesn't really so they should have raced that in the weekend should they instead <laughs> so oh. got a, it's got a Windsor in it, right? Yeah, Windsor with Cleveland yes. heads. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and got last year's aero, which is faster, so I should have, you know, just rang that instead. Well, they're, they're the numbers. So, yeah it's, yeah, it's no secret that Sports Sedan came in at number one. While we're talking Sports Sedan, we need to shout out to a good friend of the podcast, Tony Riccadello. Uh, had a pretty good weekend. He came second in race one and won both race two and race three. So, I did say have a look at the lap time. So... So that he, he would have been the overall winner, absolutely, yes. 100%. Yeah. 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 So congratulations to Tony. I was going to call him today, but uh, didn't get around to it. So uh, congratulations to him. Great effort there. The car actually came back to WA in between Winton and... Oh, and, did it? Yeah. Yeah, came back here between Winton and, and Bathurst because he did a lot of... Basically pulled the whole car down and put it back together mm. again. So, yeah, a lot of maintenance. I think it's the, great that he's still... As keen, he's very motivated. Yeah. Actually, actually, at the moment with that car, he's he's quite he's he's quite motivated to to race it at the moment. So, I I'm not quite sure if he's prepping it for potentially his son or prepping it that getting that car right so they have a two car deal soon. I'm not sure. I know he's building another car as well, so. I'm not sure, but so so I'm I'm been waiting all night to hear Nick's fix. <laughs> My fix on oh, supercars, yeah. <laughs> pretty simple. I'm looking. If you look at the TV numbers, the TV numbers are, is where I think you need to focus, and crowd attendance helps as well. But I think TV numbers is where they need to focus. If you look at the numbers during the football season, the supercar gets absolutely pummeled. They have no hope during the footy season once we get out of the footy season you can see an increase in the number see even that 133,000 was quite poor it was actually the highest uh, it had been pretty much all year uh, outside of the footy season so footy, footy sand down there would have been a game on that weekend no it was no. on the Friday night it was the finals oh, weekend okay. so it was Friday night and Saturday so they had clear air on Sunday uh, and I don't even think there was an NRL game. They've got to get out of the AFL and NRL seasons, and that means following a very similar calendar to what drag racing does hmm. and race over the summer months. So the season starts. My suggestion would be start at Bathurst 1000. That's your season opener. Look at NASCAR. Daytona 500, their biggest race of the year, is their opener. You make that a festival as well you can go there the week before maybe put Bathurst back a week so you're not you're not fighting against the grand final so it goes back two weeks and you go there the week before so the week after the grand final you have like qualifying whatever it may be or a sprint race then the week after you're into Bathurst and then you follow the season the season needs to be spread out from basically October right up until April then stop Nick, we can't even get these guys to put half a mil of bloody error on the Mustang. You want to change it all through the season? <laughs> it needs to be changed. I agree with that. You oh, cannot, yeah, that's, that's a good you, idea. You cannot go back to Foxtel on Channel 7. You will not get the same money. You will never. They will never get that money ever again. These numbers are terrible. Those numbers are terrible. I, I think you're onto something, but I think you, you're kind of not really seeing the bigger picture. The bigger picture is the problem with the cars, 100%. No, not just that. 
Mark Scaife's the bigger picture. Every other sporting code <laughs> has realised that what AFL's done is is the right way to do it, and that is they've got the junior programs, the Oz Kick, mm. and they get the kids hooked from a young age. That's what, whether it be drag racing, uh, touring car racing, that's what you need to do. You need to get these guys going around to fairs and schools. And the problem is that these guys think that that's beneath them. You know, unless there's some major sponsorship deal where, and I've seen it where they have to go to these things. And if it's not really their thing, they're not really into it. You know what I mean? They're kind of there, you know, there's some events like, especially if there's other car, you know, stuff going on, they'll get into it because as a general rule, they are car people. You know what I mean? Or the motorsport people. But that's what you need to do. You need to get the kids hooked. Mm. You know, you need to start having junior classes so that the kids can get involved. The, the, the parents are like, that are into this go, oh, yeah, I can, we can put one of them together and, you know what I mean? And promote it as part of circuit racing. That's what you've got to do. You've got to, you've got to be able to compete against football and smash it. That's what you, you know, mm. you just got to show people, yeah, look, at the end of the day, that sport there, you know, unless you're six foot six and, you know, you're related to someone that plays football, you're never going to have a chance. That's the reality. Whereas this, if you can steer, you know, there is a chance. Look at all the guys we're getting from New Zealand. They could be Australians driving those cars. Mm. We need more people getting involved in it. Mm. Uh, and that's up to them to do that. I think that, that drag racing needs to do that. Drag racing needs to get back into, um, you know, getting having a display at the Raw Show, having a display at, uh, you know, the Balladura Show, the, the Wanneroo Show, things like that to get people going, what's this? Well, we do yeah. this at Quinana and have a big, a big TV screen going all day showing the mm. highlights from the drags, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that people, once they get exposed to this stuff, motorsport... You know, and you've got to understand that right now the car's got a bad rap. Mm. Cars in general, you know, apparently we're killing the planet, we're doing this, we're doing that, blah, 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 electric's the way to go, um, which I, I, I don't agree with any of that. I think that there's other ways around it. I've, I've said it on this show a million times before, ethanol is the only 100% renewable fuel. Uh, solar panels, you've got to eventually replace them. What are you going to do with them? Landfill. Turbine blades, you've got to change them. What are you going to do? Landfill. That's not good. Ethanol, you grow the plant, make the ethanol, plant some more plants. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's simple. We've, yeah. got, we've got plenty of uh, land. It's not like we're short of land in this country. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that that is... You, you either, you're talking about running away from your competition and going playing somewhere else. I think you need to face the bully and beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Football's a big beast. It's a big beast. It wasn't. You know, you guys have got to realise that the most watched sport in this country during the 80s, the most attended and watched sport was drag racing. Yeah. And that's a fact. Oh, right. There was more people went to the drags than all the other sports collectively. And we just let it slip away because it was mismanaged. In those days, it was managed by Winfield. So, you know, they, they had the money behind them. And we never went when, when the tobacco uh, advertising ban came in. No one did anything about it. No one 
approached the government and said, we're going to make a lot of noise. You need to be supporting us through quit. In WA, we had quit for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it was a couple mm. of you know, years. But you, yeah. you look at all the ads that are on TV, that's those advertising agencies that went to the government and said, hey, you just took one of our biggest sources of revenue. Oh, well, too bad. Oh, well, come election time, you're going to have to do your own advertising because none of us are going to help you. That's, that's what would have happened. Mm. And they still, you know, advertise it. It's funny because you see that, but you can still buy cigarettes. Mm. You know, the big issue now is... Oh, sorry, sorry to cut. That pissed me off when they drove bloody um, Brocky's Commodore and they blurred the friggin' Marlboro. Did they really? Yep. Yeah. That's, Come on, man. They've been doing that for years. I know, but it's two laps. Get over it. <laughs> it's just what they... But, you know, the, you, you look at that, but they're not doing anything about vaping. Vaping is like, with kids now... You know, you, I see kids that, that... I'm surprised that they're even allowed to be outside of the house by themselves. And they're... Like, are you kidding me? That, that stuff shouldn't even be coming into the country. You know? It's everywhere. It's just... Everywhere. It's the hypocrisy. Rife. It's the hypocrisy, <clears throat> mate. Yeah. It's just, you know... Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, that's my... <laughs> that's my fix for supercars. One of... Anyway, I would need to talk Qatar F1 results here. So congratulations to Oscar Piastri, Australia's Oscar Piastri on his sprint victory, his first maiden victory in the sprint race on Saturday night. And he came second in the feature race last night. So congratulations to him. Unfortunately, I think the talking point was Lewis Hamilton and uh, George Russell coming together from the first lap, first corner. That was a bit of a... Um, a bit of a... Um, a brain fade from Lewis, I felt. No comment, okay. <laughs> and Max Verstappen has sealed his third championship as well. So congratulations to Max Verstappen on sealing his third championship with like about 20 races still to go. How, how do you guys... I just want to go around the table here. How do you guys feel about the, the Red Bull domination this season? Oh, I don't. It, it's it was probably it's the strongest it's he's ever been. Unenjoyable. <laughs> it's what? Unenjoyable. It's the strongest he's ever been. Oh, I, I, it's, I it's just boring like... to what? I mean, it, 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 it's yeah, I don't know. It's it is what it is. Like, I can't we can't do anything about it. Oh, Ferrari got a win in there a couple of weeks ago, so we've got to yeah. we've got to be happy yeah, with that. Yeah, Singapore, that's right. But and pure pure on just on uh, pure merit too. Like they, it wasn't by an accident. They uh, they won at fair and square. Mm. Heads up. Yep. Tom, yep. I I barely followed it this season, but I was just thinking about it then in my head. It's kind of funny that what two years ago we were whinging about yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. Yeah. And I'm ha- I'm happy that someone's dominating the sport besides Hamilton, but I'm also disappointed because. It's a one-horse race, or it's a one-bull race. I look. I, I honestly am happy for those guys because the Mercedes domination. Yeah. You know, it oh, just sure. was killing full, me. Yeah, it was full, killing me. Full and credit. Yeah. We, we all want to see an even field, but it's not like anyone did anything about that back then. You know. No. So, I've heard a lot of people on a lot of different podcasts. Uh, and a lot of commentary about this, and they're going, well, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Uh, upset about it. And it's like, where were you guys when Mercedes oh, was yeah. kicking everyone? I wouldn't say I'm upset about it. It's just, it's just gets 
sort of mundane and you just you know you don't you don't uh mm. you don't yeah. enjoy watching it it's and still so, i mean there's still a race happening yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah. But yeah. in, in saying that, once they uh, hopefully they continue this dominance because they'll have a Ford in there soon, and then we've got something to cheer about. No, no, yeah, they'll be Ford. Is it next year or the year after? Uh, I think it might be a couple of years. Or yeah, it's all twenty six. Yeah, the that's when they'll probably the decline. <laughs> the Red Bull Racing's <laughs> yeah, my Ford. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, yeah, congratulations to Max Verstappen for wrapping that up. Hey, Johnny, you did all Ford Day last week. Yeah. you want to give us a quick rundown on that? Oh, it was, it was a good day. I mean, <clears throat> um, obviously, we've done some cars for the, the GT boys during yep. the year with the Nationals and even some Mustangs, and it was just good to give back to them this year, you know, this yeah. year at the Ford, all Ford Day. Um, ulterior Motive was obviously finishing Dad's car and that being the end point um, for that sort of semi-restoration we've been doing for the past year on that car, yeah. so... Um, it was good to, you know, an event we, uh, you know, um, me and Dad went to, you mm, know, since mm. I was a kid. So it was good to have my car there uh, and Dad's car. And um, we obviously debuted our, our new um, apparel line as well, which yep. included, you know, uh, a tribute to, to the old boy and, and a tribute to the two GTs that, uh, that we did for the Nationals. So yeah. it was a culmination of, you know, three or four things. So it was a good day. Yep. And we, and we um, won second people's yeah, choice that. or something yeah so, so that was pretty people's cool choice. that's yeah. good yeah yeah no it was a great day yeah. i enjoyed myself there as well i caught up with so many people there yeah I like, yeah, yeah i found it hard to leave so yeah it was, uh, but yeah it's good i just went there to go f- for a look and then i ended up spending <laughs> i was there i got there at nine i didn't leave till one uh, i was one thirty actually mm. by the time i left i saw trevor pickett Oh yeah, from Perth City Street Machine. So yeah, no, it was a great, it was a great day. Um, some really nice cars there, and uh, I always enjoy going to all Ford Day. It's uh, quite some unique, unique vehicles there. Some new vehicles that I hadn't seen before as well. So Did it was, rain? Yeah, we've got a. I wouldn't say it rained. It, we've got a pretty decent sprinkle when we first parked up. Yeah, we had to shut the bonnets for for half a minute, a minute. Other than that, it was good. It was more windy. But the wind was, it was just blowing a gale all day. Yeah. So with the, the tent and that, it was a bit hard. And then <clears throat> towards the end, a couple of specs. And then, because um, we were right near the gate, I just uh, bothered with the presentations. I just packed everything down for a quick getaway. And we got the cars home without, you know, without it really driving driving them on the, on the road while it was wet. So it was good. Yeah. I, I wanted to go. I had the car running on um, Saturday. And I'd planned to go, but then I went to do the, uh, obviously the online mm. was, because I, I got the car be on Friday, it arrived on Friday, so I thought I'll, I'll, um, I'll bang it on and had to redo a couple of fuel lines and stuff. Uh, but yeah, the, I couldn't print out the sheet. It, it wasn't there to print out. Yeah, I think it was a cutoff date for the online stuff. Yeah, but the, if you come, they always let you in. But it said on there to print out the sheet, fill it out, and if there's spaces on the day and there was I think there was about oh there was more than enough room yeah, yeah 60 space. 70 bays yeah, or something there was more left. than enough room so, so I figured I was going to make but I couldn't it, there was nothing to print out there was a link broken on the oh, website okay. yeah I didn't think to ring you to yeah, see sure. yeah <coughs> I could have gave you the the organiser's number but yeah I've, I've, I've known people that have driven just to come and have a look first thing in the morning and then they end up parking inside so yeah, yeah. it's a great day it's a great day. 
Alright, what are you guys up to then, coming up? Not, not much. No. Okay. So, fair enough. Yourself? I'm hoping to get down the track this season. Um, probably in the XY. Yep. Just NA, just go down and have a bit of fun, awesome. you know, and like not, not try Wednesday and... nights or? Nah, try and do a couple of national opens. I want to dyno it um, because this new carb is a bit an unknown. Um, yeah, just run it in super sedan, oh, yeah. have yep. a bit of fun. Um, and aside from that, just, you know, I, I, um, I've got a lot going on at work. Uh, so just trying to get through it all. Yeah. It, it's a very stressful time of the year because we just came out of a bunch of really big burnout comps and we're moving into the drag racing season. There's a, a heap of new guys debuting and licensing or they've changed their engine combos. Um, so, yeah, just uh, get through that. I, I'm very keen to go back to racing and I've been trying to figure out a way of doing it with minimal crew not that i love my crew don't get me wrong um it's just it's such a big burden on yeah. them um to you know give up that time prep the car and i really just want to be able to go down there and enjoy the barbecue more than <laughs> you know <laughs> and go and do a bit of racing watch a bit of racing once you get knocked out and just enjoy it for what it is rather than than trying to be one of the 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 big teams because I, I just haven't got the time or, or the money to. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm planning. <laughs> Whether Fair I enough. pull it off or not, there's nothing. Yourself, Johnny, what do you got coming uh, up? So next stop is everything Chrysler Day for me. So that's, oh, that's uh, two weeks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the twenty, the, the weekend of the twenty first, twenty second to Sunday. Is that yeah. is that that's <coughs> the one Dino's? Yeah, that's at Claremont Showgrounds. Yeah, so <coughs> that's my next stop. Yep. But yeah, we're fully booked into probably Feb now, so it's going to be a big, uh, big mad rush towards the end of the year for mm. Christmas for us. Yep, for me. Speaking of Christmas, so we're doing the Sunset at Hearn Hill again. Yes. So we'll be down at Sunset at Hearn Hill, and we'll also be doing a Northern Steel show the week after as well. So yep. we got that's so the. Um, Sunset at Hearn Hill is the 6th of January, and then the week after is the 14th of January. It's a Sunday after Northern Still, so we'll be hosting that as well. So if you're not doing anything, make sure you come down. Sunset at Hearn Hill is at the Swan Athletics Club in, um, call that. Swan Valley? Yeah, Swan yeah. Valley there, yeah. And that's a great show. I love that show. And then uh, the Northern Steel show will be at Perry Lakes, so you can catch Talk and Power there. Actually, good segue. Uh, Northern Steel will actually be at an event that I'll happily plug, uh, Up Festival of Motoring. Yes. Yep, November, November something, middle of November. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, there's a sprint on the Sunday. Apparently, there's a classic cars and coffee section. Yes. I'm trying to get more information because I'll have the Evo out there and have a look. Yep. I don't think I'll be doing the sprint at the moment, but I'll just bring the Evo up for a look. So that should be a good day. And it'll be good to see the Northern Steel guys up there. They, yep. They're up there on the sad day. Yep. So if you're in up the Gene Lop way. So, yeah. There's also a... Uh, I'm actually going to plug Classic Cars and Coffee. I'll give them some credit for at the moment. I bagged them out at the start. Oh. October <laughs> 21st or 22nd. Yeah, they had to move it because it got... Yeah. Um, they are doing a the normal Sunday at UWA. Then there's a cruise out to Swan Valley, out to Oakover. Yes. Yep. Which will actually be something a bit different. 
and again we are we're seeing if we can go along for a look a few of this and yeah yeah come and say hello to us at the osmond park show as well we'll be at the osmond park show which is the 18th of november we'll have a heap of cars there and come and say you'll see us some of us is is rev fest gonna happen we can make it happen if you want it to happen. <laughs> no, I was just curious. We'll make it happen. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> we you can know. do that. And uh, have you got a tow bar on the XY? No. Okay. Camry's got a tow bar. <laughs> You're doing the Christmas pageant again, aren't we you? We are doing the Christmas pageant again. And showed me that yesterday. He said, oh, you want to do this? I said, oh, I've got no tow bar. Who asked you? My missus. Yeah, you, gotta, you should do it. No. It's the best fun you'll ever have. Have you ever told with Nick? You, oh, you shouldn't have asked me that question because the XW's got a tow bar. I'll just take it off mine and put it on yours. No, you got to drill holes. No, it's, it's only four. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that this big. Is no, the XW's got to come off the road now. It's got to, I've got to change the fuel sender. Fuel gauge doesn't work. <laughs> Anyway, no, seriously, it's like it a five-minute job. <laughs> no, no, because I've got to, I've got to um, put the new three A. I've got to put the the AN fittings and all that sort of stuff. It's not a, not a. It, it's the, the office because mine's off the I road. Can't I won't tow. have it I ready. I'll be honest. I'm, I, I, I can't tow to save my life. You don't, you don't have to reverse. Doesn't you don't matter. have to reverse at all. No, what, it's always it, going forwards. Is it classic steel bumper stuff you need? Yeah, or well, anything really. Okay. as long as it's you know. Camry. Nah, the, the off because mine's off the road still. I won't have it ready by the Christmas. Well, you can take it then. No, what are, you, take what are, are you doing the rear main <laughs> finally? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the engine's out at the moment. Engine's out. Everything's out. But the, the off is there. The tow bar. Just take it off mine and put on yours. It'll fit straight on. <laughs> anyway, so come and we'll, well. Let me put the Windsor in. Your, well, let me put the Windsor. I've got the three forty seven sitting there. We'll put that in your car, and you tow it. I like the way he said it's just four holes. <laughs> Where are these four holes going? They go through the chassis rail. Yeah. <laughs> you won't. You don't see it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. I need to talk to you about that actually after we finish recording. I've got to have a slight problem. All right. Anyway, that uh, brings this show to a close. Thanks, guys, for coming in. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, we've got lots coming up, so make oh, sure you... Yes, sorry. sorry. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, there's an event. Uh, I can't remember if it's Northern Steel or if it's the Perth City Street Machine Club. or. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they meet. It's not every weekend, but I think it's like once a month now. It started off as the Father's Day um, meet-up. I think it's Kingsway, uh, but if you if you jump on their um, uh, or if you jump on events, you know the events page for Perth, mm. they usually list it. Yeah, okay. um, and yeah, you can just come in your hottie and park up. Yeah, okay. Grab a coffee, grab something from the markets there. Yep. Kingsway Markets, I think. Oh, oh that's yes, uh, yeah. your rides and classics. Yeah. That's Con and uh, Finance. That's Finance. That's oh, is he organised yes, it? Yeah, right. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to grow. Yeah, yeah, they will. They've got a good following, those guys. They've yeah, really there, there was job. the last one that I went to, there was about, I don't know, 15, 20 cars there, but there was a lot coming and going. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you got a hottie and, and it's, uh, it's happening, just mm. drive down there and park it up. Mm, it's yep. good to see different stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? 100%. 100%. 
All right, then, well, we'll bring this podcast to a close. Thanks for tuning in. If you listen to us, you can do so, continue to do so on iTunes, Spotify, or go to tnpmedia.au or talkingpower.com.au, wherever you get your podcast from. We're there. Or our friends at 88.5 FM Saturday mornings from 7.30 onwards. All right, guys, thanks for coming in. We'll see you all soon. Take care. Play out. Ciao.